Oh my god. Recording Continue. in progress. Okay. Continue. Wait, talk and let me see if hello. I'm talking. Okay, yeah, that works. Okay. Hooray! We did it. We did it. <laughs> so let's okay, just I'm getting apologize. For whatever you're doing. I just went to go get my phone and turn it on silent. Okay. Okay. I'm sitting Hi. Hello. Is are we starting? Is it recording? Hi, Jackie. Hi, Jen. <laughs> How are you? Well, it's been four score and seven years since I've talked to you last. It has been six months, I think. God, we are the worst people who have ever potted it on well, the face of the earth. We're the best. We just we <laughs> I had I had some things that had to be taken care of, and they required all of my attention. And, and uh, so I had to do that. Um, okay. Do you want to address any of those things or? Oh, I'm happy to address them all. That's fine. Okay. First, let me just go ahead and say, uh -huh. um, I'm a dumb bitch. Uh -huh. I have COVID for the second time. Are you fucking kidding me? It's Marino's fucking fault. <gasps> she contracted COVID. She didn't know it. Uh huh. And then she hung out with me literally all day. Okay. And then towards the end of the day, she's like, oh, I'm not feeling good. Do you have a COVID test? And I said, oh yes. God. So she took it and she was positive. Mm. And then I didn't have any symptoms or anything, but you know, you're supposed to test like five days later, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I tested on day five and it was like positive immediately. <clears throat> you sound a little scratchy. <clears throat> so yeah and I thought like it would be okay that's what I was gonna say let me address sure. this because if I I'm sounding sexy like I want to seduce you number one <laughs> um it's true but also uh -huh. number two because okay. uh, I have COVID um <clears throat> Jesus Christ so yeah and I thought like okay easy peasy because number one I've had COVID before right and number two I've gotten vaccinated since then right how much vaccines I have, I have both of my vaccines. Okay, I'm okay. not yet qualified for a booster because it hasn't been fucking that long. I think I got my second dose in February. So like oh my God. Okay, okay. For, for my booster in like next month or something or a couple months. Right. So I thought easy peasy. The first time I had COVID, I just felt like my body was tired. And right. that was like it. Right. But this time, like, I felt, I feel like I'm sick. Oh my like God. yesterday, yesterday was, I, well, I tested myself on Sunday. Okay. So it's just been like, what, two days? days. Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday was the worst of it. Like mm -hmm. 24 hours. I just felt shitty. Um, but, and I have stuffy nose and I was like running, the nose was running all day long. She uh -huh. was tired. She's tired today. She's finally resting. Oh my God. Um, I don't really have that much of a cough at all, like yeah. here and there, only because my throat is a little bit scratchy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I got like sick. This fucking oh sucks. But today, like I feel like a human again. It, the symptoms were much quicker this time. Yeah. Yeah. Like they just cut, came and went, came and went, okay, came and good. went. So I think I'm on the up and up, and it's only right. Tuesday. So, so good. That's, How's that, let me just address that. She, hers was the same. Okay. She said that she felt like shit and then like, just just as fast as we got it, it just kind of like lingering now I guess mm -hmm. but I'm quarantined in my room now yeah in the master and Brandon still hasn't had it yet uh -huh. or I mean he got it last time with right, me right, but right. like he yeah. hasn't he hasn't tested positive yet but day mm -hmm. five will be I don't know what Friday or something so I'm gonna right. have him retest then but 
he's quarantined away from me. Oh my God. It's been a whole fucking thing. I, I can't believe it. Can you believe it? I this can't. Dumb bitch. I'm talking about mostly Marino, but also yeah, me. Yeah. God damn it. Oh, Anyways, that's okay. I just wanted to get that off of, you know. Off so of go ahead. Flemmy flemmy chest. Yes. <laughs> um, so tell us everything. Your chest that is currently wearing a Wasteland Society t-shirt. Shout yes. out. That you okay. All right. Sunny day. Um, okay, so here's what happened. Ezra quit school and I had to get that sorted out and something that should have taken literally one day ended up taking three months. Jesus Christ. Okay. So when you say he quit school, like he's just mm-hmm. like, mom, I'm not fucking going anymore or like, Hey, there's a discussion. I don't want to go to the school anymore. Or like, he just stopped going or what? What is well, the no. So he turned 16 and I looked it up before he even turned 16, that you can stop going to school in the state of Nebraska at 16. If you can prove that you have a financial hardship, or if you have an illness that makes it impossible or impracticable for school to be attended. So okay. I had to go through a whole thing had to get letters, um, which they rejected and they, okay. All right. Okay. So here's what happened. So I had, um, I, we went to this meeting, right? Like on Ezra's birthday. Right. And I was like, he's 16 and we're dropping school because he's ill because he has depression and anxiety and gender disorder. Still ill. Right. He's still ill. Right. Uh-huh. So, um, they were like, okay, you need, we need some letters from some therapists. Right. And I was like, okay. Right. So I get a letter from like the therapist. therapist that we see, <laughs> sorry, the therapist that we see as a family and also his regular therapist, right? Okay. The letter from his regular therapist, who's not a doctor, right? Because she's a therapist, right? Um, says it is impossible for Ezra to attend school. And he's like, I like this one, but it doesn't count because it's not from a doctor. And I was like, bitch, you didn't say it had to be a doctor. You just said it couldn't be like a chiropractor right? Yeah. And this is so, his therapist. This is like the right. person he talks to, right? The this other person letter, who knows these things, right? The other letter didn't specifically say that he couldn't attend school. It said, please allow him to stop going to school so he can get his GED at his own pace, which will be better for his mental health. Right. Uh-huh. He didn't buy that one. Right. So I'm trying like every which way to get all of his providers to write letters that say it is impossible or impracticable for him to attend school, right? Because that's the language that this guy wants, right? Yeah, yeah. So just copy paste and sign right. your name, doctors. Uh-huh. So his regular doctor, like his his doctor doctor, wrote one and said all the things, but didn't say impossible, right? Oh and then God. his therapist wrote one that was two pages long that was advocating for him. And it was so good. It was like the best letter I ever read, but it did not say impossible. So he was going to reject it. Okay. So I don't hear from him for like, however long. And I send out an email, right? Like to his, to this guy who's like in charge of something or other and his counselor and his vice principal and all these people. And I was like, just want an update on what's going on. Right. I get a call from his counselor at school who says, I'm sorry, Dr. Steele did not approve it. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how Ezra's going to come to school. I'm his counselor and I have no idea. 
And I was like, oh, thank you very much for that information. I will get back to you, right? So the next day, Ezra has an appointment with his psychiatrist, right? Okay. And I had already, no, not the next day. I'm sorry, like later that week, right? Or the next week, because I think it was a Friday. So I call um, the psychiatrist's office and I talk to the nurse. His name is Dominic. He is the best. Hi, Dominic. You're not listening. But if you were, I love you. He was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that they won't accept the letter and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, look, if 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 the doctor can just say that it's impossible for him to attend school, then there won't be a problem. But it needs to say impossible. And he's like, you know, she's not going to do that because, you know, she's going to dig her heels in because, you know, she's right. And I'm like, I know she's right. And he's like, I read the letter. It says that it's not possible for Ezra to go to school because of all of his things. But it doesn't say impossible. And I was like, I know. And he's like, you know what? We never say impossible on a medical record. And I'm like, I know. I know that. I'm a technician. You never say your pet's going to yeah. die or it's not going to die. You it's always say prognosis is guarded, <laughs> right? Right. Like you yeah. never say anything concrete unless you have like your leg is broken, right? You have yeah, cancer, because, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, and sometimes you don't even say cancer. You say this is suspect cancer unless you have a fucking biopsy. So, so then Ezra has an appointment with that therapist. I mean, with that psychiatrist and I get on the call um, first. And I'm just like, hi, she's like, yeah, Dominic told me. And I was like, I don't know what to do, Dr. West, because I need a letter from you that says it's impossible. And she was like, is this person a white gentleman? I was like, yes. And there was a, more of the conversation than this. But anyway, she goes, do you think that this person thinks that there's a transgender agenda? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, I think I know the type of man this is and, and I need to talk to him. And I was like, yes, you do. Right. So she's like, I'm not going to call him today because now today is Friday. So I'm going to wait till next week, but, but I'll talk to him. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to do it. Right. Yes. So then has his, his, his meeting and everything like that. Right. So not a half hour after Ezra ends his meeting with the psychiatrist, the phone rings, it's the guy. He's like, hi, Mrs. Rita, just wanted to tell you that I reread all the documents and, and I am now ruling in favor of Ezra leaving school. Oh. So you know that she called him and- Now how the turntables. <laughs> turn the tables on him because she's a strong black woman and that's what she did. Hashtag white people. Right. So, so then it was official that Ezra was okay to not go to school. Right. But uh -huh. then, Oh God, how long has it taken for the actual like paperwork to be done? Like months after that. So now officially as of two weeks ago, he is no longer in school and he has started the GED program and he will get his GED and then he will go to college and he'll be done with like the two years of community college to transfer wow. to a four year while his like classmates are just getting out of high school. So hashtag win. Woof. Okay. That was a whole thing. It was a whole thing, Jackie. It was such a whole thing. It was so stressful. I was dying. I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. So why couldn't I pod during that time? Because I couldn't. Okay. Also, Anthony <laughs> was in the hospital for a while too. So I remember he had the itis. Yeah, he had the cellulitis again. My God, what yeah. caused it? Do we know? Um, no, 
Well, she like a cat scratch or something like that. Who knows? Who knows? Well, hell. Yes. So that is that is uh, part of my story. The other part of my story is one week from yesterday, uh, Ezra will be getting his titties cut off. Ooh, it's official. It's official. Wow. Top surgery next Monday. Thoughts and prayers, everyone. Just kidding. Science. (laughs) (laughs) So how is he doing now that he's not in school? I think he's doing better. Okay. Um, Like, for example, um, he went into like he'll go into stores with me and he used to not be able to right so like why because he was too anxious about what okay so here's the whole thing um and this is the same reason why he can't go to school kind of but but it's a little different and I will tell you how that is different Okay. okay um so the other night last week, I got a text from Ezra at work and he was like, it's an emergency, come home, right? And oh, I him shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And he's like, I heard people outside the window and they went away and then I heard them again. And then I think they were trying to look in the window and you need to come home. Now I'm thinking it's Nebraska. I think it's some sort of like spring break or memorial break or some kind of break from school. It's probably just some neighborhood kids like out and just walking down the street. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No big deal. Right. People walk. Well, so, so I did come home. Right. And Ezra was really mad. um, And I was like, it's okay. It's fine. That's there's no danger. He's like, do you know what I mean? And he's like really upset. So we go to therapy like the next day, I think it is right. And his, his, his therapist, um, is a trans woman. And for the first time in like, however long he was like, I want to go in and talk to her first. Right. Which he never does. Right. Cause he usually just makes me and Anthony go in and we work on our marriage and we leave Ezra out of it. Right. But technically it's his therapist. Right. So he goes in there, Anthony are, are in like the waiting room, watching fairly odd parents. And, um, and we go in there and his therapist explains, listen, as a trans person already, you feel like everybody always has their eyes on you and that they're always judging you and they're always looking at you and they're trying to figure out what you are or what you aren't or whatever. And it's a big novelty. And so if Ezra is perceiving like that people are looking in the window, he is perceiving that they're looking in the window with malicious intent, right? So Uh him going like someplace and getting misgendered, which has happened twice um, since, not twice since then, but like twice recently, right? Uh-huh. Um, is like terrifying and if you get misgendered then like it can lead to like all kinds of like shitty feelings and stuff like that because he's working hard to not be misgendered and he's still being misgendered so yeah, yeah. the downward like, spiral you like your body your you know gender dysphoria and all of that stuff so that is why he wouldn't like he he won't go in Target. He won't go in a bunch of store, stores. Do you know what I mean? But like because he, he doesn't want to be called 
anything else other than he. Correct. And Correct. he and and there's a possibility, and he would just rather rule that possibility out completely. Correct. Correct. Got it. Got it. Right. I mean, I don't think it's as simple as that. I think it's more complicated, but basically. But yeah, yeah. Surface. So yeah, 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 yeah. So that was like something that I didn't even think you know like I was like there's no danger outside it's no big deal but he like literally thinks like what if he's gonna get hate crime or something like that you know what that's exactly what I was thinking where the story yeah. was gonna go to yeah. begin with yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 when you said that I was like ooh, somebody doesn't like him right but right. it was nothing like it turned right. out to be okay right okay that's good at so, least so yeah so so he uh, back to I think he's getting better because he will like go into stores with me he um is like more helpful at home right and he's like doing his ged shit without like me having to bother him about it or like remind him of it or anything like that so okay overall i think we're going to a better place i think he's terrified to have surgery and i think I mean, yeah it's fucking surgery i think he's really worried about like recovery how big are his boobs right now I mean, you know, smaller than ours, right? Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, know. that's not hard. Mine are humongous. Well, no, I mean, I don't even know what what size it would be. Maybe like a a a, a B or a C. Okay. Yeah. But they're there, you know. Okay, they're noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't notice them, but you know. That's the mom and you, you know. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, you know, that's yeah. going to make him happy. Yeah. So good for him. I'm just, yeah. you know, it is surgery. So, yeah. yeah. Positive everything. Everything positive. Um, what have you been up to? Jesus. Um, uh, I mean, it's been so long. I should have so much things to say. Right. <clears throat> um, Let's see. Let's see what's happened recently. I got a kitten. I saw. Um, his name is Chaos. Chaos and Trouble. Chaos and Trouble. He is a little black cat. Uh-huh. Uh, Brandon's always wanted a black cat. Uh-huh. I didn't want another black cat. I mean, I didn't right. want a cat in general. Right, right. And I didn't want a male cat because I've been traumatized by the blocking. Right. And now I have uh, another cat who happens to be a male so okay all right you know how that works out um, you and both you and me both he yeah. is really cool though he is uh-huh. fucking fearless like we were trying him out for a week i actually mm-hmm. got him from marino okay so the bitch lives on a farm right and there's all kinds of cats there and she's been like trapping and spaying the females right right um but uh one of the females was pregnant before Uh she could you know do the thing so she had kittens and she was um kind of you know adopting them out right and uh uh she convinced me and brandon to take one for like i just i told her i'd take it but only for a week right right because i have a lot of other factors right uh two of those being two dogs two dogs (laughs) And I know that Jean doesn't like cats already, right? right, right, right. So I'm like, I can, I'll, I'll be fostering it for a week. And if it works mm-hmm. out, then we'll see. But if it doesn't, then you got to take the cat back. Cause right. I'm not like 100% commit to it right now. Right. right. Um, so we did. And the dogs were like, Hazel is a hunter. Okay. Uh-huh. 
She is anything that moves, anything that rustles. She's like a protector. She's a hunter. She's a fucking all go ahead of the gang and make sure everything's right. clear. So she was like on it. Like, what is this teeny tiny? I mean, he was less than a pound. Right. He's right. the runt of, of, right. the of course, of course. And so like, and Fury too, you know, don't give her a squirrel. The bitch ran into a fence the other day trying to catch one. <laughs> know what i'm saying like legitly there's a fence right. that she's known there that's been there for right. over a year right and her vision just gets blurred right and she just the squirrel was on top of the fence this girl uh-huh. jumps off the fence fury just slams in the fence because she I, forgot that there was a fence there she thought yeah she, she was just blinded by her rage oh my god so it was by very her fury yes exactly by her mm-hmm. fury um so it was it was a tough sell you know uh-huh. they were super on him like what what is this like any fast movements like whoa fuck let me let's go get it right. You know? like, right not in it exactly to like hurt it right. but just to like you know like hey what's going on what are you doing like you know mm-hmm. but i mean hazel's a 50 pound dog her paws are right. huge right so if she like smacks it or anything just trying to be like hey what, what's going on mm-hmm. she can kill the fucking thing right. you know right luckily the kid is fearless he uh-huh. like takes everything with stride. He could care less about the dogs. Yeah. And now, I mean, obviously it worked out. The dogs right. care less about him now. It's, they're used to right. him. They're like, oh, here's here he comes. Right. Um, Gene has actually played with them a few times. Oh my and God. I know. It's crazy. At first she was very like <sighs> right about everything. And I mean, I guess at times he is because he can be annoying. You know, he's a right. kitten. But um yeah it's been working out and we're trying to make him like an adventure cat mm-hmm. so he's like going to the park with us and stuff and um he's running around with the dogs and i take him on car rides so he could get adjusted to the car and mm-hmm. you know so i mean it's worked out mm-hmm. there's that um uh hazel sprained my ankle pretty bad it was oh. very dramatic without uh-huh. it being dramatic she was we were about to go on a hike mm-hmm. she had <laughs> gone somewhere i was mm-hmm. calling her back but my dumbass, i was not facing her okay but i was in the middle of the sidewalk mm-hmm. and i decided to move towards one side of the sidewalk right. because the bitch just comes in like a fucking bulldozer like right. i've been ran over by her and goose when they're uh-huh. running around playing and like zooming right. and they don't like you know judge it time it correctly and then they like right. slam into us mm-hmm. so i'm like i don't want to get hit so i moved to the side mm-hmm. little did i know hazel was also moving to a side to, to avoid me right we collide oh no she slams me into my car right <gasps> yeah <laughs> it's very dramatic she slams me into my car I can't hold on to anything because it's a fucking car, right? So I'm right. like slowly sliding down the hood of my car. Oh my God. And I lose my footing because I'm like, obviously, I'm right near the curb. Right. So then right. I fall off the curb. Oh my God. <laughs> into the street. <gasps> and I'm like laying there and I'm like, fuck. Like, as I was moving, I only had one foot, like, you know, solidly on the ground. Right, right. My other one was moving to oh get the fuck gosh. out of the way. Right. So, like, that's the one that kind of like twisted because she slammed into right. it. Right. Oh my god. So yeah. So that she knocks me into my car, 
like I slide down my car, stumble, like, you know, just trip right off the curve and I'm laying in the street and I'm like, oh God, my ankle. Right. And I'm with Bea, uh-huh. right. My brother's wife. Uh-huh. And she's like, what's going on? And Hazel's like all around me trying to lick me like, oh shit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm right, so, you know, right. like, and I'm like, get the fuck away from me. Like, you know, she's <laughs> leave me alone. You're ruining my life. So but I was like, what happened? I was like, you didn't even see? And she's like, no. I was like, what a fucking waste. That was like an epic fall. Right. It was probably also in slow motion because I was like tr- slowly sliding down the car. Right. Oh <laughs> Anyways, <God>. she <laughs> fucked up my foot. Aww. And this was two days prior to, to the going oh. to Cruel World Fest. Oh, my God. Which is, you know, uh, if you want to be goth, that's where you got to go. Cruel World right. Fest, right? Plus Morrissey. Exactly. So, and that was in LA. So yeah. I bandaged my foot up the best that I could. I mean, it hurt, you know, I'm right. not gonna lie, but you know, I've, I've gone to shows, you know, with right. worse, you know, right. like that one time that my toe got crushed in the barricade for Deftones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I still went the next day. Right. Just had a steel toe boot on one, you know, foot right. and my vans on the other. Right, right. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I uh I went to Cruel World Fest, a specific I went with Emo, the bestie. Okay. Yeah. I didn't tell him that I had twisted my ankle because he's very dramatic and I already right. know that he would be like, No, 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 we're not going if you're hurt, right. blah, blah, right. blah. And it wasn't to the extent of like I couldn't walk or anything like right, I was right. hobbling but right. I wasn't not gonna go to the fucking show you know what right. I'm so I I go uh-huh. uh, also the worst day to be a goth because it is 94 degrees it was in Pasadena it was in yes okay it was 94 degrees outside which was where the the shows were yes. <laughs> the fan, you know there was three stages it was a festival yeah it was outside and it was horrendous you know that if you want to be a goth yeah it was really cruel the world yeah. was cruel to us that day um it was not cute uh-huh. I was struggling but I I, I made it through I uh-huh. did see um Morrissey yeah he didn't cancel shock shocker um and it was fantastic it was fantastic he's great every time whatever i want to hate him so bad but you know i cannot (laughs) i will always be true to him i know you will i know so who else did you see bauhaus did bauhaus play yeah yeah they played right before morrissey okay Uh uh-huh that was good Uh who else did i see I saw a band called Soft Kill. Uh-huh. Uh, Blondie was there, but I didn't really go see Blondie. Uh-huh. Um, we saw the Violent Femmes. I've always okay. wanted to see the Violent Femmes, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. never have. So I did. I feel like a Violent Femme could like stop me in the street, and I wouldn't know. Like I don't yeah. even know what they look like. It. It. I didn't picture that guy who was singing to be the guy. Uh huh who was in my mind okay okay you know like I pictured well maybe because you know how Ethan Hawke was in that movie and yeah the violent femmes so I guess like that's the picture that I had like this skinny like Uh white guy with like 
whatever hair, but he was right. a fat guy. Uh-huh. Also, they're old, so maybe, right? maybe in his prime, he could have been like, you know, Ethan Hawke. But right, right, I, right, he was right. like, a, like with a shitty like ponytail and like uh. short and like, I don't know. It was not what... <laughs> was he wearing... He was, was not he wearing, Ethan Hawke. Like, was he wearing a muscle shirt? No, he was not. Okay, because in my mind, that's what he's wearing. Oh, you have a totally different picture. This man is so versatile in minds. <laughs> um, so we saw the Violent Femmes. I saw uh, Drab Majesty. Uh-huh. I saw Black Audio, who uh-huh. is a band that Davey Havoc, you know. Okay, AFI. AFI. Uh-huh. And Jade, who's also from AFI. Uh-huh. Um, it's the little side project that they have together. Okay. So I saw Davey Havoc there in all of his, um, you know, electric self. And it was fantastic. Um, Yeah, it was, it was great. It was, it was, it was a good time to be. Was it one day or two days? So the festival was only one day, but it like, they made an additional date because I guess it sold out real quickly and, you know, people wanted to go. Uh So they made it for two days but it was the same bands essentially just morrissey played two days in a row bitch wow yeah wow so did you go to one or did you go to both no i just went to the to the first one on saturday okay it was great you know what he closed with mitch he closed with um I don't care as long as it wasn't we hate it when our friends become successful. No, but he did sing I hate it when our friends become successful and I <gasps> thought of you. He did. He God sang it. it. He sang it. I was recording it and I was going to send it to you but I was like maybe she doesn't want to hear it. She fucking hates him. <laughs> I'll he, watch it someday. He closed with Sweet and Tender Hooligans. <gasps> I know. No, but they were they were excited. Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you. They were oh, for sure. It was fucking right. incredible. Yeah. You, was, you saw him in the heart of the Mexican mafia, of the Mexican Mor- Morrissey mafia. He was, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, he was, he's perfect every time mm-hmm. on the stage, on the stage. Okay. Okay. All right. okay. 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 And it, and, uh, you know, it made me feel alive again. I was so excited. <laughs> so excited i'm happy for you thank you thank you so much you also went to a show i did i went to two shows oh my god because you remember the one that i went to a long time ago that we were gonna pot about then we never potted about it which one tool fuck yeah oh my god (laughs) tool how could i I forget what a fucking epic band i just I just don't know what to say about Tool anymore that I haven't already said, JSR. I know, but I learned so many things. Okay, please tell me. I learned that the bass player is a dapper gentleman. Okay. Like, like are you wearing suspenders and a bow tie? I, I was far away, I couldn't tell. But it looked like he should be wearing suspenders and a bow tie. Um, that drummer is ridiculously amazing. Um, and Maynard is older than me. Those are the things that I learned about Tool. Is he really? How old is he? He is. 
he is 57 years old. Wow. 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 That man is just, he's great. It blows my mind though. Like everybody's getting old, but anyway, so yeah, I went to see tool. Um, Ezra went, he, he like went in the, in the big arena and, and we saw, and the show was um, like really like interesting visually. Do you know what I mean? So I was glad. Yeah, that it was it's tool. Um, and Maynard said something really nice at the beginning because it was like the day after like Ukraine war started or maybe not the day after but it was pretty right after right okay and it's fresh it was fresh it was fresh and he's like okay so out there is really bad but right now it's just us so let's just let it be us and we'll worry about outside later said something to that effect and I was like, oh, thanks, Maynard. Okay. Yeah. It was, I don't know. It was just like, I don't know what I- It was like a, a hug with words. It was from, you know, a, a guy in, in crazy makeup and, and I don't know what. But yeah, so so we went. That um, The merch was ridiculously expensive. Facts. Uh-huh. I spent a lot of money. Oh, did you um, buy some merch? Ezra got a sweatshirt. And um, we got Anthony, I think, do we get Anthony like a hat? We always get Anthony a hat. And then I got like a bandana because I've been wearing a bandana instead of like a scrub hat in surgery. Um, so I got a tool bandana. And- so, You're um, so cool, fuck you. And Ezra also got a, 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 a t-shirt from the opening band. Um, okay. I can't remember what they were called, but they had a song called Sink Pisser. And um, on, on the shirt, like it's a picture of like a guy and he's pissing in a sink. And Ezra was like, I need that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> whatever you want, child, anything, anything. You are out in public with a whole bunch of people. So yes, okay, right? So I didn't know that it was a thing that you can't take a bag into a concert. And if you take a bag into a concert, it has to be clear. Is that a thing anyplace else? Or is that just a Nebraska thing? I don't know. But uh, I I don't, that's not a thing here. Okay. You can take a bag, they just search it. So I had a very small bag, right? It was not a big bag. And they were like, that bag is too big and you need to just throw it away. And I was like, I'm not throwing it away. There's a half knit sweater in here. So I walk all the way back to the car. Um, it was a whole thing. I was very irritated because then we bought all this merch and I didn't have any place to put it. And, uh, that was the most irritating thing about it. Everything else was great. Did you enjoy tool? Was it your first time? It was my first time. Um, I enjoyed it. Like I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. I only recognized like a couple of songs really like, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard that one. Do you know what I mean? Cause I don't, I'm not listening to them all the time or whatever. But I was like, oh, okay. And mainly like, it was just kind of like meditative to just watch and like, just kind of chill. Do you know what I mean? So like, do you remember when Kyle and I went to go see Godspeed You Black Emperor? Yep. It was like that. Okay. It was like that. It was like, wow. But um, like, not for the same reason. I think that other people were like, oh my God, right? I was just like, okay, I'm like in a meditation zone right now kind of thing. But the lights were amazing. 
and um and uh yeah i love tool i fucking love tool they're such like a visceral band for me you know it is it's It's like very much like reacts to them when i hear yeah yeah so cool i fucking love tool and there were so many people like it was full it was like a stadium oh yeah there's people everybody loves Tool. if you don't love tool like how can you not what are you like i think it's interesting because like it's not like you like hear them in the store or anything do you know what i mean like you know that they recently got back on like pandora like they had taken themselves off of pandora oh yeah yeah because i had like a whole ass tool radio station okay and it was gone and then like recently something happened and they were able to release the music on that again so i don't know anthony listens to like a lot of like the 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 metal scorching whatever radio stations on like Sirius so like I hear tool on that a lot right and like the radio at work certain nights I'm like oh hey I know that's a tool song um but yeah like purposefully not knowing anything really or not knowing a whole lot it was it was cool like I had no expectations except for that it was going to be spectacular and it was oh thank god that was good um that's a tool yeah but older than me Maynard (laughs) that's crazy that man is insane yeah yeah like I couldn't do that do you know what I mean like I can know that that he was he used to be some sort of like comedian what yeah he was in like this like like uh what do you call those those groups that that in the like an improv yeah, like he used to be a part of something like that. What? Yeah, this is a true That's story. Crazy. And like That's in one of the songs, I think in Enema, um, uh-huh. it's like some weird language. Uh-huh. And it supposedly it's like somebody reading like a recipe or something because it's like his little <laughs> little joke that he threw in there. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's funny. Um. Wow. So I went from seeing a band that I knew nothing about really, or that I knew about, but I didn't really know anything about to seeing a band with whom I am intimately knowing a lot about. And I texted you from there because I went to see Belle and Sebastian and it was amazing. Um, Here's the thing, right? So Belle and Sebastian, there's eight people in the band already. So like Slipknot. Yeah. Like Slipknot, but you know, very, okay, very, very timid, right? And Scottish, right? Um, <laughs> there's like a million people in the band. The place that they were supposed to play is this like new place that's an old place. So it used to be like where all of the like Saddle Creek bands, like Bright Eyes and Cursive and all those bands used to like play all the time, right? Uh-huh. Um, and this production company in Nebraska that like runs a whole bunch of different like venues, like finally acquired it right so they're like we're gonna put all the cool shows here right so I don't know how many people fit into the original place that they were going to but there's some construction delay there so they moved it to a place that only fits 750 people now that's like bottom of the hill like that's tiny right and especially what that is a good venue 
right? I mean, I think I think Bottom of the Hill is maybe 400 or whatever. Yeah, right? I'm like, yeah, I don't think it could fit that many, but okay, they try to make it fit that many. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. So um, I was going to say something about Elliot Smith, but I'm not going to. So I... Um, so it's at this place that only fits 750 people. And I'm not feeling bad for Bell and Sebastian because it was their choice to come to Omaha. Like you, you, you can't have, they're not 750 people like who have even heard of Bell and Sebastian, I'm sure, right? And it turns out that most of the people who went to the show were from out of town because, uh, okay. So like, were you, you've traveled for bands, obviously, right? But like something that, 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 people do um, in the Midwest is they'll go to all the shows within like a six hour radius, right? So there's people there from like Minnesota and Kansas and Missouri. And I, I don't know, state places that I don't even know where they are. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody was from out of town. Like um, everybody, was staying in a hotel. It was bizarre, right? So, um, so I tried to get to the very front, but I was behind a, a little, you know, by, behind some people who ended up being very, very nice. But, um, but I was not at the barricade, and it sucked yeah. because the way that the barricade and and why you have a barricade when there's seven hundred fifty people. But anyway, they they um, like the little barricade thingies. There's like a little. Um, gap in between each one that my foot fit right in and almost fell on my ass so I was very unhappy to not be that is not a good barricade etiquette it's terrible barricade they need to be a solid front yeah yeah no it was like they made like a curve do you know what I mean so Hmm. I don't know but I did the, the one nice thing about the barricade is there were shelves on the other side so you could put your stuff on it that yeah, nice. that, that's that's typical. That's typical. So I got to put my merch on it and my and my diet coke. What did you go um, with? What? What did you go with? I went by myself. Thank you very much. Lovely. Great. So okay. So I haven't been to a show besides Tool in a very long time, right? And I have not been to a show by myself in an even longer time, right? Like it's got to be like two years, right? So I say to Ezra, you know, a couple of days before, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to Bell and Sebastian. I'm going to find my people. Like, I don't know who my people are in, in this state or in this city. You know, like I have my work friends and, and that's it, right? Like, I don't, I don't have my people. Like, I don't have people who like get JSR. Do you know what I mean? That's right? because you're in fucking Nebraska. Come back right? home. Right. But God do you know what I mean? It. Like Jackie, like you and I, we had Morrissey. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like I don't have anybody that like I can do on a psychic level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Okay. So I was like, I'm going to find my people there. Right. Okay. So I go in the two people that are in front of me. Um, they're talking, they don't know each other. And I was just like, you guys, I can't believe that I'm seeing Bell's fashion in this tiny, tiny place, like in the place where I live which is Omaha, Nebraska. And the ones like, I'm from this place and I'm from that place. So they're both from different places, right? This one woman, the woman that is to my, to the left area of me is with another person that I think is like her bestie or whatever. It turns out to be her daughter, right? Oh. So um, I was just like, 
I don't know why I was like surprised or whatever, but I was like, oh my God, like you brought your kid who is like a teenager and your teenager wants to be seen in public with you going to see a band that I, you know, that are old enough to be also her parents. Do you know what I mean? And then the other person um, was from another place, but I was like talking to them and we found our people. So those are my people. So it turns out that the one who was there with her daughter, right, is a couple years younger than me, but her husband is a guy that I knew like through the mail when I was like having a record label and all of that shit way back in like the 90s. What? Yes. So it is a very small world. After all. After all, right? So um, we're talking about, so so this, this woman is into, she loves Morrissey. Yep. She loves Harry Potter. You, uh-huh. She's a quilter. What the fuck? Her favorite band's Bell and fucking Sebastian. And she went to Scotland and went to school there so that she could be close to the Scottish music scene of the time. And I was like, hello, are you me? It That's was, what I'm saying. It, it what was, the fuck is happening? It was fucking weird. There's a um, glitch in the matrix. There's a glitch in the matrix, but she, unlike me, has not renounced either Harry Potter or Morrissey. So that is a difference. She also is a Disney bitch. Oof, that's a tough one to take it's in. So many things. It's so many things. And and um and yeah, I don't know. So are you guys friends now? Well, I mean, you know, like I followed her on Instagram and both she and the other person are like going to the show in Oklahoma City. And they're like, you should come to that. We should all reunite in Oklahoma. And I was like, I am too old to drive anywhere that's more than a half an hour from my house for any band. How far is it? No, thank you. Oklahoma? I don't know, but it's a few states, I think. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's because, right? It's like southeast of here. It's too far. I'm going, I'm taking, Ezra and I are going to Denver to see a band that he likes in like September. And- um, Colorado? Yeah, but that's just one state over and we're taking the train and it's going to be a learning experience. Um, Also, we can buy weed. So- (laughs) Does he smoke weed now? No, but he'll, we'll do edibles. Ugh. I hate edibles. They're the worst. They do not like me. They help Anthony, so that's good. Good for him. They seem to help a lot of people. My right. body does not like it at all. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so we're going to Denver, but I was like, I can't, I, I don't know what you guys do in your world that you can just up and like go. And she takes her kid. And so I'm going through her Instagram. They've seen Bell and Sebastian like a bajillion times they went not with the kids but mike the guy that i knew and and her name's callie callie Allie, Allie, callie i shit um she and mike went when they had the the bell and sebastian cruise which was in spain where you know like how there's like Whoa. a cruise or whatever there was a bell and sebastian cruise because they um would occasionally like put on a festival and they were like, oh my God, let's do it on a boat, right? So they went to fucking Spain for that. Like, these people are hardcore. And I was like, shit, I don't know shit about fuck. Like, I thought I, <laughs> but clearly I know nothing. 
Um, but yeah, so, so that was a thing. And then, you know, my friend that lives in Scotland, that's married to the, the, the guy who plays keyboards in Bell and Sebastian, right. It was their wedding on anniversary on the night that I saw them. And I posted on her name is Tita. You'd love her. She's a strong Mexican woman. I posted like on her post about it being her anniversary. I'm like, oh, well, I'll think of you when I see your husband tonight. And then I was like, that sounds really inappropriate. I just made it really awkward. Fuck. And the entire rest of my evening was also just as awkward. So that's fine. I was tired even from just talking to people though. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, humans are exhausting. Right. But I'm not an introvert at all. But yet I was like, oh, I want to go. Well, I don't want to go anywhere because I want to see the band, but I don't want to. No, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't like to talk to, if you, if you didn't, okay. Would you classify me as an introvert or an extrovert? Oh God. I don't know, Jackie. I think that you might be an introvert. Except for that you go out in public, but like you, you don't, do you know what I mean? Like you're a very private person. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I would consider myself an introvert. Yeah. I mean, maybe I am an introvert. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it was really nice to go see this band that I haven't seen in a long time. That's like in my top five of all time. And I saw them and I saw them in a tiny place and it was great. And they played songs that I liked because I haven't bought a whole lot of their new records, but they played the old stuff and it made me happy. That's all I ever need is the old stuff. But then the next fucking day, the next fucking day I went to work and I had Jackie, the worst shift of my entire veterinary career. Fuck. The worst. Never have I had a worse shift in my entire life. Not even the day that Todd and I euthanized like 17 things. This was worse than that. That's all I have to say. So I was very, very depressed. Um, And I finally kind of got over it yesterday night. I stopped being depressed. Jesus Christ. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you want to hear about the worst day that I ever had? Yeah, I mean, I'm waiting for it. Okay. Well, you didn't say anything. So I thought maybe you didn't want to know. Okay. No, I was just like, you got to tell now. Two dogs with eyes sticking out of their head. One of them, Uh, the worst one. Was it a pug? No, it was a chihuahua. Ah, That was going to be my next guess. They brought this dog in screaming and crying, or the, the woman was screaming and crying, just hysterical. So, you know, I spring into JSR action and I take her into the room and I'm talking to her and I'm like, she's like, I, it was an accident. It was an accident. My boyfriend's so scared. He's so scared. He's so scared. I'm like, of course it was an accident. What happened? She's like, the door, the dog got caught in the door because we were taking out the trash and we didn't know that she was there, my boyfriend, and I'm so worried. And I was like, where's your boyfriend? In the truck, he's not going to come in. And I was like, you sit tight. I'm going to go get him. Okay. Because like, I feel like I need to talk to them both at the same time. Right. Okay. 
So I bring him in. He's like, the cops, I'm going to go to jail. I, I didn't do it on purpose. And I'm like, you're okay. And he's like, we had a fight and, and she left and I was going after her and I slammed the door and I didn't see the puppy. Right. So these people smashed their dog's head in a door because they were fighting. <laughs> Not because he was shaking out the trash. <laughs> no, no, but it was definitely not on purpose, right? Like I recognize that, but the, you know how like things like the telephone game gets played in the hospital, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The receptionist is all coming back, going, "I think they're drunk. I think they're high. I think they did it on purpose. I think this is cruelty, right?" I'm like, can everybody just please calm down? Like it was an accident. These people are hysterical because it was an accident, right? And he's like, I can't believe it did. And I was like, things happen all the time. People put their cats in the dryer by accident. Like, it's okay. Right. I was literally going to, I was literally, are you in my mind? You're in my mind. You're a witch. I am. I was going to say, remember when that lady brought that cat that they had put in the dryer because, you know, I have a better one than that. I have a better one than that. Are you ready? Sidebar. These guys brought their cat in who was having kittens and they didn't know what to do. They were freaking out. Right. And I have to explain to them, you know, what's happening is normal. Like, yes, there's blood. Yes. Like your cat's going to be fine. Right. Like they have no idea. Right. And it was two lovely gay gentlemen. So, I mean, their like knowledge of like reproduction in general was probably, you know, less because it's less um, relevant. Right. So I'm helping them with their cat, blah, blah, blah. Somebody looks in the medical record. They're like, oh shit. I'm like, what? They're like, these are the guys whose cat went through the washing machine. So the cat that got the cat pregnant had been in the ICU before for like a week because it went through the entire load of laundry. Because they washed it. They washed the cat. And it lived. Lived to fuck the other cat. That was his revenge. That was his revenge. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, the so- motherfucker, I'm gonna fuck this cat, and right. then I'm gonna fucking make it have babies on you guys. And I was like, you need to get them spayed and neutered. He he was like, yeah, he's been like, you know, we thought they were playing. I'm like, you guys know how sex works, right? We thought they were playing. Cats don't even have like sexy sex. They have like horrendous sex. Right? You can't think that their yowls are like plain i felt so bad for this kitten anyway she's not a kitten but she was she was young she was like a year so oh man that sucked anyway okay back to the 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 you know so i'm like you know i i want you not to worry it i know that it was an accident let's talk about stabilization like we have taken your cat to the back we want to you know, give medications. We want, you know, your permission to, to do things before the doctor sees you so that we can, we can do this right. Four to $600. So like, we have no money. We have no money at all. They have no money. I'm like, okay. So I'll go back. And I'm like, you guys, these people don't have any money and they're really worried about their dog. And I don't know what the fuck we do. Right. Long story short, after talking about surrender, after talking about care credit after talking about all the things correct they you they decided to euthanize the dog oh no was it like in pretty bad shape or was it just like you could have taken the eye out you could have taken the eyes out but when when the dog was it both of them say, yeah oh my both god eyes. so the doctor came in to say you know i just want to let you know that like overall she looks 
kind of okay. I mean, her eyes are going to have to come out and she's blind. And then when that happened, the, the woman just started wailing. Right. And we're like, it's okay that she's blind. Dogs can get used to it. It's okay. And she's like, no, we, we got this dog from like a neighbor who couldn't take care of her anymore. Now we failed her and she's blind. So they could not handle anything. Right. And they um, would not. How old was the dog? Six ish. They oh, were still young and chihuahua age. I know. So they couldn't pay for anything mm -hmm. the only way that we were going to be able to do stuff you know beyond what we did which was like you know lubricate the eyes put on an e-collar give pain meds right yeah. was surrender to the humane society so that we can take care of the dog but then you won't get the dog back yeah. it's very unlikely that you will get the dog back right yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially kind of given the circumstances. Then the guy was like, oh my God, I'm going to jail. And then the doctor's like, no, 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 no. Everybody knows. Nobody thinks this is cruelty or anything like that. But, you know, you usually don't get the dog back. So they're hysterical and they're like, well, what do we do? And so they like need time and they are not with the dog at all. Like the dog is in the back. They don't want to see the dog because it's going to make things worse, right? Well, yeah, yeah, okay. So I go back and the guy is talking to somebody on the phone and he, and they finally agree. Okay. We're going to put the dog down. Right. And I'm like, okay, that's not a wrong decision because if you want to alleviate her suffering in a way that you can right now, then that's a thing that you can do. Right. Okay. Right. But they can't pay for it. So that also makes it like shitty, but we can like, cover the cost of like a euthanasia right if like the yeah. animal's suffering right so okay right so then one of the receptionists comes and tells me that somebody's donated a hundred dollars for the care of this dog because they saw all the hysterics right so I was like well that evens it out even more so that's great right so meanwhile the guy is like I'm gonna kill myself I'm never what? gonna do this how are we going to tell the, the kids? I am so upset. We were fighting. I mean, like everything. He is in a dark, dark, dark spiral, right? And, he, and he's telling you all this? He's telling me and the girlfriend. And she's like, I'm so worried about him. I'm so worried about him. I'm so worried about him, right? How old are these people? In their 30s, maybe. So these are like grown folk. These are grown folks, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I'm like... Okay. So I go and I get all the suicide prevention numbers, right? And I write them down and I was like, "Listen, I want you to promise me that you are going to call these people when you get home, okay? I want you to promise me that you will reach out to somebody because you are you you need to talk to somebody and it can't be me." Um and 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 you guys need to, right? So hopefully they did that, right? So they decide finally that they're going to euthanize a dog, right? Um, we place catheter, somebody goes, he doesn't want to be present, right? He wants to go back out to the truck, but she wants to be with the dog. So that's fine, right? Because if he sees okay. the dog, it's going to be a whole other thing, it's, right? It's going to all come back. Right. So I have to go do something. And so somebody goes to take the dog to the room uh -huh. and the lady's not there, just the guy is there. So he starts bawling. What? Just backs out of the room with the dog going, oops, sorry. Eventually, the dog gets euthanized. 
they leave with their little suicide prevention hotline numbers with the dog. So we didn't even have to pay for the cremation because they wanted to take her home and bury her. But like I put her in the thing so that they wouldn't see her face ever, right? So he, if he looked, he wouldn't see, right? It was such a thing, Jackie. And then everybody in the back is like, we could have saved that dog. And I was like, yes, but this is closure, right? Like for these people, it needed to be closure, right? If they knew somewhere out there that their dog was out there and it was blind and they didn't know if it was in a home that they would like, or what if it was having a better time um, now that they don't live with them who hurt the dog, like it's better, right? I or mean, am I insane? I personally think it, if it was a selfish decision on their part, because if the dog could have been fine, otherwise it was right. just going to be blind, you know, like you said, blind dogs are okay. And some right. people no, are willing are. to take them on. Uh-huh. So if that little chihuahua and it's a chihuahua, you can literally take it everywhere. Like just yeah. carry it. Yeah. So I think that I know it's a difficult decision, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to say, I think that that was a wrong one. Okay. Okay. Fair I enough. I think Fair that, enough. that, that if the dog was fine, otherwise it just, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we don't know. Right. Cause like all we did was stabilize it. Like we didn't do x-rays. We didn't do okay. anything. Well, hypothetically right? speaking, yeah. if yeah. it was fine, otherwise it could have mm-hmm. got fixed and it could have gone to a different home. Right. Like Mira, when she came to me after she got her head run over by a car. Correct. Right, right. But like, does Mira's old owner, does she think of of Chiquita and go, oh my God, I failed her? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so, because she's like, well, you know what? Maybe I did fail her, but in on the bright side, now yeah. she has an owner who is taking care of her, who has I mean, the means to. Barely. <laughs> She goes outside. She comes back in. That's about it. Sometimes she gets a cookie. You're the worst. (laughs) No, I love her, but she's so dumb. And like, she won't just sit by me because she has to jump down and jump up and jump down and up. I love her. I'm just kidding. I take better care of her than that, but you know, just barely. Um, Okay. So that was the beginning of my shift. Okay. Let me tell you what else happened on my ship? So it is so busy and we are getting like slammed, right? Because it's fucking Memorial Day Eve, right? People are just yesterday. This is just yesterday. Oh my fucking God. Or the night before last night, right? Because it was overnight, right? It was Sunday to Monday overnight, right? Okay. So we don't have enough people to work as it is, right? We have to call in my friend to, she's like, okay, wait, pause. Hmm. What happened to you working normal hours? After I quit internal medicine, I started working overnight again. God damn it. Okay. Okay. Because that's where I needed and that's what I'm good at, I guess. Also then Ezra has somebody at his available all the time, whether it's me or Anthony. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Continue. Right. Okay. So we call my friend in. She says, I can stay until two, right? Two o'clock rolls around. No, two o'clock doesn't roll around. I'm sorry. One o'clock rolls around and my other friend who's ICU tech starts breaking out in hives like all over. And she's like, I'm really worried. And I'm like, yeah, that looks really scary. What happened? She's like, they gave me antibiotics today because I have a UTI and now I have a rash and, 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 and I'm freaking out and I'm going to have anaphylaxis and all this happening. Right. 
And I was like, you need to go to the fucking emergency room right now. Right. She's probably allergic to those fucking antibiotics. Right. So she leaves. So then my friend has to go to ICU two o'clock rolls around. She's not going home. We're things just keep rolling in, rolling in, rolling in, rolling in another dog with its eye popped out. There's procedures that have to be done. Then this guy brings in this sh- people, people are literally waiting three hours just to be seen. Do you know what I mean? Like it's bad. Right. So then this guy has a dog who has a Pio and nobody thought this guy was going to take this dog to surgery. Right. We're like, okay, well they'll, they'll just, you know, we'll euthanize this dog and that'll be that. Or kind of dog was it? This is a schnauzer. Oh, it's a fancy dog. Yeah. But okay. still, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You just, I just got the impression. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like everybody, I didn't actually interact with the guy, but like the doctor was like, he's not going to go for it. And all the texts were like, he's not going to go for it. Right. He decides to go for it. Right. Never so let them know your next move. Yeah, my shift is over at seven. Okay. And it is now 530. My friend has gone home. So it's just two techs in the hospital, two assistants and a doctor. Okay. So we go to surgery with this Pio. And I'm thinking it's, we'll go to surgery in out, not a big deal. This dog's heart rate was 23 the whole what? time bitch uh, 23 uh, wait wait the machine was broken no really? 23 no. no it was 23 okay i had the ecg on and it was 23 and i had the doppler on and the doppler was like psh, psh, Like it was terrifying. I'm freaking out, right? Because the ISO is on 0.4. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no ISO. (laughs) This dog is not anesthetized. I mean, but it is right. And it's heart rate's 23. She gets in there. I'm like, doctor, I'm really worried about this. I don't know what to do this dog should be really light and it's heart rate's really low and I'm stumped and I'm freaking out. And she's like, you know, schnauzers are weird. It probably has a block. Wait till I start doing stuff. And I think it'll get better. Right. I'm like, okay. Because you got it guys. Let's, let's explain the things. Okay. okay. So is the anesthetic, a gas that's going into the dog that makes it all sleep. Mm-hmm. Now you have to control the ISO so that the dog is deep enough to where it's not moving and, and feeling things, but light right. enough so that, you know, it, it's not too deep that it's like going to also die because you're overdoing the anesthetic. Right. Fine right. Line. It's a fine yes. line. It's a fine line. And there's all these tools that you have to monitor how that's going, both physical and, you know, machines and stuff. And I have two different machines, both telling me that this heart rate is too low. Okay. And JSR, tell them what a normal heart rate during anesthesia should during be. During anesthesia, if the dog or cat wants to be an asshole, they'll be like at 80, right? <laughs> exactly. I was going to give you, I was, I would, about it. if I was going to be an asshole, I would be at least 70. 70 is like, please go fuck yourself. What are you doing right? to me right, right. now? Right. You're, you're being nice by saying 80. I was okay. going to say 70. Okay. But 23, bitch? No. 23. Okay. Throw the whole ass dog away. 
Okay. So <laughs> I'm like, this dog is going to die and it's going to be my fault. And oh my God. Okay. So she's, so, so she's the reason why she says maybe once I get in there, the heart rate will go up because like, if you, even if the animal's unconscious, when you do shit to it, right? Like the heart rate can go up and the heart rate can go down and stuff like that, right? Like it can, it will manifest in ways that the dog is not conscious of it, but you can tell that it's reacting to what's going on, right? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yes. So she opens the thing. The uterus is like torsed, right? So like it's twisted on itself. So it looks really bad, right? She's Oof. trying to clamp stuff and, and pieces are falling off and all this shit Meanwhile, is it a closed pyometra? It's like closed. This? Okay. Right. Um, pretty much closed, right? There's okay. stuff coming out, but not a lot, right? So, so you guys, time, a pyometra, tell me what a pyometra is. Okay. A pyometra is when your uterus fills up with pus. Why does a uterus fill up with pus? I'm not exactly sure, but it happens a lot, which is why you should remove the uterus. Which is why you should spag your dogs. That is exactly. the message of the day. Right. You your dogs. It doesn't get filled with uter- uh, with pus. And then you don't have, and it's an emergency. You guys, if you don't get a fix, your dog will die. Will die. You can survive because. with a pus full of uterus. I mean, with a pus full of uterus. <laughs> with <laughs> a uterus full of pus. Okay. So as she's getting in there, at one point, the heart rate goes up to 77. And I'm like, hallelujah. Yes. yes. This needed to be in there, right? Then it goes down. Then it goes to 40, then it's 20, then it's 30, then it's 50, then it's 82, then it's 30. And I am hearing it. I know that it's accurate because I have the Doppler telling me, right? The pressures pressures are 120 the whole time. So the blood pressure, you guys, is normal, right? 120 is great. My end title is also fucked up, but I'm like not even worried about my end title being fucked up because I'm worried about this heart stopping, right? So eventually after she gets the uterus out, I'm like, now that that's done, can I please do something? She's like, we can give glycopyrrolate, right? So give it glyco, nothing happens. It stays the same, right? I'm like, you're suturing now. I'm going to turn the gas off. She was like, don't you dare. And I was like, please let me turn it all the way off. She was like, no. And I was like, I'm going to turn it down to 0.1% then, right? Because I don't want the dog to die anyway. Especially when she's about to she's suturing. When you're suturing, you're done. Right. So you want to do the whole ass surgery and the, and the suture die. Right. But the dog lives. It's fine. But it was the worst one hour and one half of my entire life. Jesus Christ. So I started with the dog with the eyeballs and I ended up with the heart rate of 23 and a whole bunch of bullshit in between, including people coming in, but not being able to stay, including sending somebody to the emergency room, including it was Chinese food night. And we had a potluck because we have a potluck every Sunday and nobody got to eat any food except for the egg rolls because you could swing by and grab one their finger foods you couldn't no breaks no time to even go to the bathroom it was the worst welcome to veterinary medicine you guys so then it's the morning right it's seven i'm like i'm writing my notes 
people have to leave, the day crew is going to have to clean surgery, right? So I'm in the conference room writing in all my surgery notes, plus the surgery notes from all the other things that I did, right? All the other sedations and everything, right? I'm writing them all and I'm sitting there and I'm eating Chinese food that's cold at seven o'clock in the morning. And a person who I love comes in and she's like, I'm really mad because we had to clean up surgery. Ooh. And I was like, <laughs> and I didn't say anything. I said, I'm so sorry. I hear you. I understand that that's frustrating. We were just not able to do it. And that's all I said. But what I wanted to say was a whole other thing. But then I came home and I tried to sleep and I remembered what a good time I had at Bell and Sebastian and what a shitty shift I had. And then I got in a fight with Anthony and I cried a lot and then I went to sleep and now I feel better. <laughs> I think I need a new job. I think I need to not do veterinary medicine anymore. I hear you, man. That's my dilemma, which is why I haven't gotten back to work. Right. But I should because, you know, money... Are you living on, on mattress money? Partly and partly yeah. on the my savings, which is dwindling yeah. down to nothing now, you know. Right. Things of that nature. Yeah, I understand. So I'm like, well, what else am I supposed to do? And then I thought, you know, I could become a, a 911 emergency operator. Yeah. Because that's a thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, you know, 911, what's your emergency? Right. Ma'am, ma'am, I hear what you're saying. Are you yeah. safe? What yeah. is happening? Right. You know, things like that. Right. I think that I, I can, I can do it. Absolutely. You can. It's a city job so that I'd be set for life. Absolutely. You would be. I don't Jackie know. Man. The dispatcher. Huh? Jackie, the dispatcher. Plus yeah. you're bilingual. Yeah. That's perfect. I looked into it and you get training for like three months and it's paid. Uh-huh. Yep. So I don't know, man. Yeah. Do you think I can handle it? I think I could handle it. I think you can handle it's it. It's like Does taking it tech calls. It's tech oh, calls all night long. Ugh, that sounds Does also horrendous. Well? I mean, depends. I think the longer you're there, the more you get, but I'm, I'm seeing salaries in like 90 to 100 G's. What? Yeah. Mother, yes. Or like 80 oh. at least. 911, what's your emergency? How can I help you? You would be great at that, I feel. I absolutely would be great at that. There so you go. There is a job that I found that's remote that is tech calls all day long for like a like a group of hospitals, right? But like uh-huh. the emergency calls go to the technician, which is me and I can do it from my house, right? And I could be, hello, ABC Animal Hospital Group. How can I help you? Where are you located? Oh, let me direct you to the nearest emergency hospital, which is this one here. Are you, are you, do, you do you have time to take down this number or shall I text it to you, right? Like it would be a perfect job. It pays so shitty. <laughs> so all the things that i want to do or that i think will be interesting don't pay any better than what i'm doing have you looked into the 911 operator i have not looked into 911 operator but i think maybe i shall you should let's like i said and then yeah we could talk about dispatching like but i'm like what if somebody's like getting murdered and shit or what if they're like oh like Jackie, my husband, he's coming at me with a knife. I'm like, bitch, grab the lamp. Like, what am I supposed to say? You know? 
<laughs> you're supposed to say, can you stay on the phone with me? Can you pretend that you're ordering a pizza? Right? Like all that heroic shit that you see when they record the call. It's just like the movies, isn't it? Right. <laughs> um, oh my God, I'm totally going to look into that. But like, sure. I thought about like, I, I have a friend who works in a lab and she works in the blood lab and she just like separates white blood cells all day. And she gets paid like pretty much like equivalent to what I'm getting now. And I'm like, I can work in a lab. Do I get to wear goggles? Do I get to wear a coat? Like, do I get to wear a lab coat? Cause I can make that look cute, you know? Hella, hella right? cute. You right? in a lab coat, get the fuck out of here. Right, exactly. And then there's also- Wait, but does that mean that you have to like look into the microscope all day long? No, no. Cause it's not, it's not like running the lab work. It's just separating and doing something with the cells. I don't know. Oh, okay. them or something like that. But then there is a job where you look in the microscope. It's a histopathology, like training, like training, like, so they, you don't have to have like the experience of doing histopath. They will teach you. And it's at like the big human hospital. Ooh. Like, hmm. That'd be interesting. Mm, right? Right? I'm looking what are you going to do like stained tubers and shit? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I can do that. Although, it's kind of gross if it's humans. Yeah, but still, like, I don't know. So Ugh. those are things that I'm thinking of, like, sciencey jobs, but that pay better or pay the same, but I don't have to do what I do because I'm getting sold and I'm so tired. And, like, <laughs> there was this tech or this assistant and he's like all right I'm off and I was like no you're not and he's like it's 7 30 and I'm like I know but you need to put this dog on this table for me because I can't it. <laughs> okay Jen I'll do that I'm like yeah okay thank you <laughs> yeah look into it man you, you don't know maybe our next uh <laughs> potting could just be about all, all of our experiences right. Our Frank 911. Yeah. Is there a Morrissey song about an emergency? I mean, aren't all of them? Well, Are yeah, them? but like, I mean, I can only think of poor old woman stabbed in her very own bed as she read, but that's okay because she was old and she would have died. Sweetness, I was only joking when I Oh, girlfriend in a coma. I know, I know it's serious. Yes. Yeah, but they're not going to yeah. call us and tell us that they're in a coma. Coma, no, but I'm just saying there's medical songs. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. We could do that. Or a telephone one. Lady um, Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is there a Morrissey song about the telephone? I was happy in the haze of the telephone. No, I don't think there is. I can't think of one with the telephone in it. Wait. The only thing. No. Why do you telephone? Telephone. When you know, it makes things hard for me when you know. Oh, why do you? Yeah, perfect. He sang that, you know. It was great. He did? He did. Oh, fuck him. And he sang... Um, I never had no one. Ever? Really? Yes. Huh. Huh. He 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 didn't sing our Frank, did he? No, he didn't okay. sing that. 
Alma matters in mind. Oh fuck, I love that song in heart. I love that song. It's a good one. Did he do Piccadilly Polare? I wish I would have lost <laughs> shit. I would have lost my goddamn shit. I've never, seen, I've never seen him do that, but that is such a good song. Yeah, it is. I love that song. Oh. Piccadilly Polare. It's just silly slang between me and the boys. Um, so I've been watching um, these documentaries. There's a woman, her name is Lucy Worsley. She's a doctor in England, a doctor of history. And she um, is like a curator at the royal palaces, which are like, apparently there's six of them, right? And so she's like a historian, right? And she has these TV shows where she like tells you interesting thing about dead British people. And there was a whole series about the home Okay, and she explored the um, the the bathroom, the kitchen, the bedroom, and like the living room from the the history of it in Great Britain since like the year sixteen whatever, like from a long time, right? Uh-huh. And it's the most fascinating shit that I've ever seen, and I am obsessed. So she also like has a murder podcast, so it's like my favorite murder, but it's like British ladies. Um, and she also, um, there's a podcast of like all of the, the talks that the society of the Royal palaces has ever had. Right. And why am I telling you this story? I don't know, but I listened to one about, about Jews, it like the history of Jewish people in England. Right. Okay. It turns out that there were no Jewish people in England until, um, 1066 when this guy from France conquered England and he brought Jews. Okay. So the Jews, right. Didn't have all the same rights as regular people, right. Cause they were Jews. Right. And Richard the third, who was a King at one point declared that all the Jews in the entire of, of London belonged to him. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So the Jews were the property of the King. Okay like just goods, right? So here's the thing. The king could be like, I'm going to kill you and it would be okay, right? But if anybody tried to attack the Jews, the king had to protect them because it was the king's property. So that's what I learned. Why am I telling you this? I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. That is interesting. I I thought it was going to correlate with anything that we were talking about, but I, I, I took the journey and here yeah. we are. No, I think it was because Piccadilly Polare. And then I was thinking about London. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. That's fine. I was just watching a show where there was this doctor, Dr. Hicks. Okay. Also, I went to a murder house. Keep going. What? Go Dr. Hick. And then I'll tell you about the murder house. <sighs> Dr. Hicks is this fool who was a doctor in Georgia and he was selling babies out his clinic for like a G and he was $1,000. You bring me a thousand dollars. I'll give you a baby. Correct. And he was telling these mothers who had Mm -hmm. the babies, Mm -hmm. Oh, it looks too small. We don't know if it's going to make it. 
and like stealing these fucking ladies' babies and then going and selling them through the back door for a Jeep. Oh my God. When was this? 1997. 1997? Correct. Like just a little while ago time. Just a little while ago. I feel like in the 90s, you could have charged more than a Jeep or a baby. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, this has no sense of like, how much market. it cost? Exactly. I think I would at least sold it for at least 10 G's. Right? So how did they find out that he was doing it? Aside from all oh. the people who bought babies. You know, tale as old as time. Yeah. DNA came out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, ancestries and blah, blah, blah. Right. And, you know, this little girl was like, I always do something was different about me and I asked my parents and they finally admitted that like they bought me from this doctor and oh my god I just started watching it so I don't know the process of like how you find this doctor to get this baby or like what the quote unquote adoption or transaction like apparently there was no rules or regulations they're like you just want a baby here you go go to this guy yeah, but I'm like, and, and then there was also talk right now, like about like, was he giving them up like premature, like inducing these women because like oh the babies God. were like four pounds or something. Right. And then they're like, they were telling the girl who like unraveled this whole thing that they didn't even think that she was going to make it like home uh-huh. because they had traveled from out of state or something. Oh my God. And they're like, but then we couldn't go to the hospital because they're like, where's this? baby's birth certificate yeah yeah you clearly like how'd you get this baby and they're like well they can't just be like well i just bought this baby for a g on the black market like you know what i'm saying how did this child have like a social security number and shit so what happened was the doctor then mailed them their birth certificate okay 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 you know what i'm saying yeah, I don't yep. know the rest of the logistics because, like I said, I was just starting to watch it, but I was like, "What in the what the fuck?" Yeah. Oh my god, that's terrible. And there was it was over two hundred of them. What? Yeah, over two hundred. So he only made two hundred thousand dollars. What a fu- you know what that I'm saying? That doesn't seem worth it. God, you could make better money as a drug dealer. <laughs> you can make better money as a 911 dispatcher. For like, real. Oh my God. Oh, that's terrifying. That's yeah. horrible. I'm I'm so sorry for every woman who wanted awesome. a baby who got it taken away. Yeah. So that's what where I'm gonna find out. Like what what has become of and like now that this has been a thing, like children that have been born in the Hicks, you know, whatever. Right. under that doctor's name or like right are you guys really my parents like how did you get me like tell me the real deal also i saw this other documentary about this doctor Uh who was a fertility doctor oh no and he (laughs) okay so long story short he would jack off in the office next door Oh my God. His own semen into the women Mm -hmm. and then make them have a baby that way. When these women were believing that it was the semen of their partner. (gasps) 
Correct. Oh my God. I thought you were going to say, you know, that they thought that it was donated, but it was all this guy. Also that there were some of them where it was supposedly donated. And then there's other ones where he was like, I'm going to take your sperm and your egg and then do the thing and then reinsert it in you. So (gasps) then like fathers are now finding out that this is actually not their blood related, like child. Oh my God. And then at the end of it, I think there was so far 97 siblings or something like that. Oh my God. Yeah. Like this girl, of course, DNA testing started happening. So they started, you know, testing the DNA. And like every time one of the brothers or sisters got tested, they would link to like, you know, 80 fucking people. And they're like, this can't be right. And then one of the girls would contact them and been like, hey, you're the son of this doctor who welcome to the family yeah so there's like 97 of them so far some shit like that and he's dead or he's in prison none they took him to trial but they couldn't really get him on anything supposedly they couldn't look at the dna of like 85 people and say yeah something shady went down nope they couldn't do it because they they wanted to get him on like rape yeah. And like sexual assault because they got on something small i don't really remember what it was because it was uh-huh. kind of some some sexual thing because he okay. was masturbating clearly next door so right, 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 the right. limits of like proximity to a person or something uh-huh. like that okay that they got so him like on an indecency situation yeah exactly but he never like actually did real time or anything like that oh that's terrible that's Is that fucking crazy. I am upset. Yeah, fucking people, man. These are mm-hmm. and these are white men, you know. Yeah, yeah, and he just did it because he wanted to spread his seed. So he claims that he was just, you know, helping people <laughs> get their babies. You know, okay. like this is something that they've always wanted. Blah blah. But like, also, then there was this thing where, like, was he like in this cult where he wanted to like? Because all of these kids usually have blonde hair blue eyes okay oh so was he like a like like an Aryan kind of like cult leader to where he like wanted to like get his sperm into all of these people so that hopefully these kids would come into a place of power oh my god and then they could like rule (laughs) that's horrible it was like a whole conspiracy theory I am against it yeah it was a whole fucking thing oh my like these kids lives were like shattered and ruined and like it was a lot for them Uh, and i personally felt bad for the fathers who were like thinking this whole time that like this is half of them and it's like right and it's nothing i mean and here's the thing like in in i mean they paid for a service where they were told that it was going to be their dna right they still love these children hopefully yeah yeah, yeah. right they do Ew. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Ew. But that is just... like rape. That's yeah, putting no, I... somebody's semen in your body that you didn't want. You didn't exactly. You didn't yeah. That's a rape. They they couldn't charge them on it though. That's terrible. Okay. Let me tell you about the murder house. This oh is my God. the oldest unsolved cold case in the history of America. Jesus. Okay, there 
was I'm I'm gonna try and tell the story and I'm gonna fuck it up and good thing we don't have a lot of listeners because I'll be like well they said on my favorite murder that it was that okay there was a family sorry Rick and, and Sergio right <laughs> okay so there we're gonna fucking just disregard this whole thing as facts this is this is we're now in La La Land we're in JSR Land <laughs> um there was a family that lived in this white house on the corner of a street in a very small town in Iowa and they had some children and I honestly don't remember how many children it was right okay but they had some kids in, in Iowa Iowa that's next shout out to Slipknot yeah. what it's a shout out to Slipknot yeah hi Slipknot um didn't somebody in Slipknot just get married to somebody or something like that uh congratulations Kelly Osborne is having one of their babies okay I knew it was something okay good yeah. for them okay um all right so there's x amount of kids in this family mom and dad right and there's a family down the street that have two daughters and for whatever reason the two daughters were sleeping over in in the house because there was like a thing at the church like a service for the children or something like that and they wanted to go with their friends right uh -huh. so the family plus the two girls are sleeping in this house right okay. the next day the family everybody in the house is dead killed with an axe amityville horror okay so because this happened in like the long time ago times, they were not able to preserve the crime scene because everybody and their brother came to traipse through the house and look at the dead people and look at where the murder was. Oh my God. Okay. But the evidence that was left was the murder weapon, an ax was left there along with like some bacon. Excuse me? Bacon. Like the pig. Yeah, like pig bacon. Hold up. Hold. What does this bacon have to do with anything? I don't know, but it's a mystery. Okay. This so the, the, the murderer left bacon? Yes, the murderer left his axe and his bacon. Okay, continue. <laughs> anyway, there were like all these theories about who the suspect was and all this stuff. And it's just now it's still unsolved. Okay. But the house is there and you can go in it. And so we went to the house. Where is it? It's in this town called Velasca, Iowa. Velasca. Okay. Yeah. And you can like, if you YouTube, you'll see people staying overnight in it and all this stuff. Like it's overnight. Like, yes. So the whole deal is, is that it's supposed to be super haunted, right? So you go, you have to go in this weird barn place to like, and you have to go all the way in the back room to like meet the guy and give him money to go in the tour, right? So yeah. right away, like, I'm already terrified. The guy was really, really nice. He looked like, um, like he would be in a metal band. Do you know what I mean? Like you have the beard and the hat and the whole thing, right? But anyway, costs like $10 a person and you just go in the house. And you just walk in and, nope. and, and, and you go in and you see where these people died. There is a place on the wall where you can see like a, a, a mark in the wall, which is apparently where the ax hit the wall before it went into the victim. 
there's like furniture in there that I don't know if it's from the time or not, but they have it set up like a regular Iowa house of the time. Okay. Then there's an attic, right? And it's supposedly the man who did this waited in the attic until like everybody was in the house and then like committed these murders. So I even went in the attic. That's what I have to say about that. That's your JSR. And I got the chills a couple times, but that was that. But here's the thing that I think is the weirdest thing about this house. Okay. First of all, when you're driving there, like there's literally like, you know, historical landmark signs, right. Or like, you know, tourist attraction this way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually like a sign that says Axe murder house next exit. Like, you know, a government sign. Do you know what I mean? Like, not just like a billboard, but like one of those that'll say, you know, like mission San Jose this way. Right. Axe murder house this way. So I thought that was funny because you think that they could call it something else, but anyway, um, people go into this house to try and talk to the ghosts, to try and solve the murder, to try and make the children, all the children who died in there feel better, whatever, right? How many children so were there? It's either four or six. Okay. I can't remember how many people, how many kids were in the original family because I'm old and I don't remember. So people take things for the children, right? They leave what? toys. They leave stuffed animals. They leave balls for the kids to play with, right? Whatever. There's money everywhere, like, because people put money, like, in the cracks in the walls and stuff like that, because that's supposed to do something. I don't know. What is money supposed to do with the cracks of the walls? I don't know. I don't know. I thought maybe you would know, but I don't know. Okay, here's the thing. They, these people be putting toys in this house that these children would be scared of, right? Because these pro- these children probably had like a doll or like a <laughs> thing, or maybe a ball. You know what I mean? But they didn't have an electronic toy. They don't know what a remote control car is. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is oldie times. They don't know what a Pokemon is. They don't know these things. They don't. They don't know what a car is. Or maybe they know what a car is, but they certainly don't know what like a '57 Chevy is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I have to say about that. I find that weirder than the whole thing. So how do they not know who murdered these people? Because the crime scene was so tainted and it's such a small town that like everybody was a suspect. I just, there has to be more to the story. I mean, there is, but I don't remember all of it. But like, you know, the girl that does the makeup and tells the the story on YouTube? Nope. That's interesting because I thought you would, but there's a lady who does makeup and tells a murder story at the same time and she's covered it and I felt like she did a pretty good job. What the fuck oh. is her name? Bailey, Bailey Saroyan, Bailey Saloyan, something like that. I think it's Bailey. Okay, I'll have okay. to look into that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I went into a haunted house. Are you so proud no, of me? No, no, no. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Don't be disappointed. I did something scary and I'm did fine. You feel, did you feel weird? I got the chills a couple times, but that was it. You didn't feel any like energies and shit mm-hmm. like that? Nothing. Nothing. Who would you go with Ezra? Yep. His therapist suggested it. <laughs> what the fuck the therapist shit is this? 
I don't know. It got him out of the house. You know, that was good. We went Jesus on a drive. Christ. Yeah. This therapist is Jesus. <laughs> um, so yeah, I went to a murder house. I don't like that. Nope, nope, don't like that at all. I, Ezra kept like touching things and I was like, don't touch anything. And he was like, this isn't the real stuff. They didn't have flashlights. And I'm like, don't touch the flashlight. What if it go, what if it turns on? What if it turns off? Like, I don't want, just don't touch anything. Correct. That's the right thing. That's the right thing. Yeah, I'm proud of you for that. But you like you, touch can, you can pay to sleep in that house if you want, but you're not allowed Why to Why would sleep. you sleep there? Ghost hunters, like all the shows go there with their cameras and shit. And like, but you can't sleep in the beds. You can only sleep on the floor. Why can't you sleep in the beds? Because they don't want you to. Okay. Would you sleep in the bed? No. So why should Bitch, I? Bitch, I wouldn't go in the house. Don't tell me if I would sleep in the bed. Uh-uh. Yeah. But like, I don't know why you wouldn't leave just a corn cob toy. Or like a something. I feel like they should be true to the time. Like, I feel like if anything's blocking the frequencies of the ghosts, it's all this shit that they wouldn't recognize. So is all that shit just there in the house? Yeah. yeah. And the guy says that he occasionally has to go through and throw it all away or donate it. Could you imagine if you went to like fucking Goodwill, right? And you picked up a toy, right? For like oh, your nephew, right? Nah. But you, unbeknownst to you, it was in a murder house. No, to a ghost baby, to a, to, to no. a murdered ghost baby. Uh, uh. No, thank you. Oof. I feel like it probably ruins the whole thing. That no, that's that's too much. That's yeah. too much. Yeah. Jesus Christ! I did it. I don't know why you would do such a thing. <laughs> to keep my child entertained. Oof. Oof. How long have we been doing this now? What? This pod? Pod, yeah. A it doesn't have hours. a time on mine. No, it's a it's a couple hours. Already? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <coughs> Look, I got Rona from you. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. Through Zoom. I got the Zoom Rona. Um, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It is crazy. Well, I mean, should we should we end it on this note? We can wrap it up on this note. That is fine. <coughs> Let's be more frequent. Yeah. I can tell you all about Ezra's top surgery. Yes. Um, I wish they would let me watch it, but except for I don't want to watch it. <coughs> and and we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. I love you. I love you too. Thank you feel for letting okay? your face. I, I'm already feeling better. Okay, good. I feel like every time I've talked to you this year, I've had Rona. So this is bullshit. Yeah. Right? So I'll talk to you much sooner and then you won't have had time to get it again. Thank God. All right. What do okay. I do to this? Just push stop recording? Yeah, I'll take care of it. Okay. <laughs> okay, I love you. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. Bye.
I forgot how to do it. Wait, hold on. What do I ow? Oh, I don't know how to do it. This will be fun. Recording. Unrecord. There we go. Okay, bye. Bye.